0: and gentlemen, boys and girls, dinner time is here, that's right, we're talking about Hannibal, season 3, episode 12, on Dish by Dish. Greetings and salutations, internet, it's your old pal, Patrick. Coming to you once again from the Baltimore Institute for the Criminally Insane, this is Dish by Dish, an offshoot of Kill by Kill, where we talk about an episode of Hannibal. And of course, this time, we've moved up to episode 12. The number of the beast is 666. This will be episode number one for this Friday, as we're doubling up in anticipation of our fun and fantastic fall offerings. But of course, there is only one person I trust that uh, if I get something stuck in my digestive tract, she will work through yoga to move it through my system. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina?
1: I am so excited to talk about this episode. This, this, is, the, this is the one of this rug that I was most looking forward to. to I mean, this is
0: the most Gina episode since season two, yes. really, of yes. Hannibal. Um, and long time listeners will know the reason why. Short-term listeners might be somewhat confused, but I promise you, Gina will not leave you hanging as to the reason why. And it's not just all about Raul Esparza.
1: No, no, no. You may think a little less of me, but 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 I I I I will just have to live with those consequences. <laughs>
0: I think it's reasonable. I think over the course of six plus years, you've worked this uh, into enough conversations to know that it, there's something about a person being strapped to a wheelchair set on fire and rolled down a hill that just makes you happy inside.
1: Yes. <laughs> you know, we just, I mean, any, any, anything involving like an obvious dummy in a wheelchair Yes, you know, just really just makes me incredibly happy. Like like, have you seen? Uh, I believe it's Children of the Corn two.
0: Yes, it, it, I, one of those things we're just gonna have to to tackle one of these days. The yes. Children of the Corn franchise.
1: Yes, a a, a a very obvious dummy in a wheelchair is is uh, flanged through the window <laughs> of a Bingo Bingo Hall, which is pretty fucking great.
0: It's almost like launched out of a cannon or a catapult. It's <laughs> I, I, is it hit by a car? I can't it's even hit by, remember. It,
1: it's it is hit by a car. Yes. Okay. Well, well, somehow, like the 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 evil one of the evil kids, manages to to hack her wheelchair with a remote control, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so she's like popping wheelies and doing donuts. In the of
0: the when you think about uh, small communities of children who are surrounded by a cornfield ruled by a demonic. A underworld dweller and are, are, are pushed to kill all the adults in their town. You also think, oh, I can hack that that wheelchair. That makes total sense.
1: <laughs> that's why it's so good.
0: It's very true. Um, so what were we talking about again? Oh, that's right. The penultimate episode of Hannibal. Um, and so uh, we start in the cold open with Will and Bedelia's confab of which one of them uh, is worse? And the answer I think I'm coming back to is both. Oh, they're both, both they're, they're, they're
1: both, they're both equally terrible. They are both yeah. equally terrible. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that, I, I think that Bedelia at this point is probably a little more horrified at, at what has taken place and what she has done than will is where will is you know i don't know you you know will is a strange character in this in, in in this half of the season like you really don't know what he thinks about about anything like you don't know if he feels that you know this was all the means to to the the end of stopping these killers if you know he's just gone full you know you know, serial killer mode at this point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very hard to tell what trajectory his character is going, which is why I think the show had to end the way it did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, we will get to that. Let's let's uh, explore this particular episode for what it is before we discuss the end. And we will in uh, we're double decking these episodes um, because uh, we got a very full fall with lots of fun uh, stuff to come. Uh, so uh, it's not that we that's why we give each episode its own due. So um, we'll suggest that Bedelia is uh, next on Hannibal's list for revenge. That he's not alone in terms of being on the menu. And Bedelia's response is, Hannibal will only kill me by his own hand and only if he can also eat me. And he's in no position to eat me now. You don't want to call down the thunder like that. You just don't. No, that's just
1: like you're just asking for it. I don't like to use the phrase you're asking for it, but she's asking for it. (laughs)
0: She's karmically. She's absolutely asking for it. She's also telling all of this. So the one guy who cannot keep his fucking trap shut around Hannibal. So that's really fucking stupid. And then will out of, out of this conversation says something that I'm sure um, is directly meant to, you know, engage in the Hanagram crowd. And they deserve red meat as much as the rest of us. But his question is, is Hannibal in love with me? And the answer is, yes, bitch. We you've been in love with each other for three fucking seasons.
1: It's like, are you are you seriously asking me that?
0: <laughs> it is. Goddamn wild that he has to verbalize this and I, I know why he is, but it is just so plainly fucking obvious to anyone with eyes and anyone who's still watching this season, you don't wander in at the second to last episode. So this is it can't be new information to anybody. It's just it's a little odd that he's like, I don't know. do you think he has feelings for me? Yes. Yes, no one stabs each other that fucking much unless they have feelings for each other.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, he might as well just be you handing Hannibal a piece of paper says, do you like me? Check yes or no. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> There's all sorts of extraneous information on his mash note, which he would be able to pass him because it is soft paper. <laughs> um, uh, Jack and Will... Uh, decide that they have to draw the dragon in. They can't wait for the dragon to try to kill again. The lunar cycle almost killed Will's family. So, all right, what can they do to sort of be, rather than reactive, be proactive? The idea that they glom onto is to use our old pal from murderstab.org, Freddie Lounds, as a trap. But, but not in the way,
1: to, not the way you think they're going to if you read if you, right. if you if you read the book, if you read the book and saw the other movies.
0: Right. So they're like, Well, that seems too obvious, which also seems like a conversation with itself. Mm-hmm. And then Alana <laughs> Alana says, Well, I'd be a fool to volunteer. And she instantly jumps to the top of how smart are you, but still not, not as smart as Hannibal uh list. She's yeah. uh rockets to number two right here. Um, and of course. As soon as she says, I'd be a fool smash cut to Dr. Frederick, I've still got some body parts left to lose.
1: (laughs) My limbs are still attached. Children.
0: (laughs) Honestly. I mean, he's been hollowed out. He's been shot through the fucking face. There's. And as soon as the camera lands on him, you're like, oh, oh, okay. Yes. Yes the guy who's been ended in two separate seasons of Hannibal and still not died. Sure. Maybe he's the sacrifice play there. And in the middle of this conversation, Chilton's conversation with Hannibal, he uses a phrase that I think we might have to make into a t-shirt quantifiably bitchy. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I, I I like the version of Chilton. From Silas Little Lambs, but yeah. I, I I think he just mostly comes off as as officious.
0: yeah I was as, about to say officious. Yeah. yeah,
1: where where the the Chilton here comes off as like really small and petty and insecure, and and mm-hmm. but the, but at the end you end up feeling sorry for him.
0: Right, I mean because I mean I mean these people, a lot. These,
1: these people, all of them are perfectly happy. To offer him up as a sacrificial lamb, all of them, and yes. it, and it's like just like yeah, I mean, Alana seems like she might feel a little bad about it afterwards, but like you know, everybody else is like, eh, well, you know, he was a pain in the ass. Nobody liked him. But, <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, dude, he was tortured, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> multiple times, and,
1: and it didn't work. Your plan yeah. did not work.
0: That being said, like Chilton has done some truly heinous things on this show. And he has learned but nothing from any of it. It doesn't matter how much of his insides get on the outside. He just doesn't seem to grasp that he's out of his fucking depth. He's such a desperate pick-me that he's like, yeah, I'll volunteer for this And this is, after, you know, in the book, this is all happening before Francis goes after Will's family. In this timeline, it's after. So it's particularly stupid. But, of course, Hannibal's revving him up to do something by publishing in in, in a psychology journal that essentially... Uh, all of Chilton's uh, ideas in his book were wrong and he's not clinically insane. And that would essentially put him in danger for the death penalty, but it's worth it to get Chilton's goat yet again.
1: Right. But yeah, it's just, it's just funny to me that, that not a single person, not, not a single primary character in this show walks away without being responsible for someone something terrible happening to another human being right yeah whether or not whether or not you 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 could say well that character deserved it like obviously mason roger deserved whatever terrible thing happened to him
0: but you
1: know when you when you are responsible for murdering someone regardless of you know how bad of a person they were it's weird to me that all these people just keep trying to go back to having a normal life (laughs) And, and, and it just, it's, it's impossible.
0: Yeah. Uh, and to that, to that light, um, the, the goal here is to have Freddie basically take dictation from Chilton who soft pedals his ideas. And then Jack pushes them into farther test territory, including alluding that, uh, Francis, well, the dragon. Uh, it it is secretly a homosexual, uh, is ugly, uh, is sexually impotent, um, is driven to do these things because he comes from a home of incest. Uh, these are not great accusations and perhaps we should have a bit of a a content warning when we, when we put this particular episode out, because these are all vile accusations and it does go to further demonstrate that Will and Jack in particular, they have lost any moral compass they may have had at any given point.
1: Right. Exactly. And, and yeah, you know, nobody can walk away from, from the show except maybe uh, uh, what's Scott Thompson and the other guy. They're like the only decent people and, and, and and Reba.
0: True. Reba remains top notch that we no notes. Reba is, is good to go. Um, but everyone else is kind of morally dubious to a great degree. Um, I will say that Zeller, um, way back in season one was selling information to the, to murderstab.org. So. Oh, well that's, yeah, that's
1: true. That's true. uh,
0: That's, that's the only sort of callback to, for him that I, I feel is a real problem, uh, Whereas, you know, Scott Thompson is Jimmy Price, also in Reba territory, perfect human being, uh, would hang out with, uh, love his whole vibe, definitely uh, dig the mustache. Um, I think
1: the the funny thing with all these characters, though, is is they've all done these terrible things, but they've convinced themselves that it's less terrible than the terrible things the other people have done. Yes.
0: Um, And during this whole sequence which we've seen before in other media what i really liked about this we're going to trap the the dragon and we're going to you know we're show him a clue as to where i am so he'll come after me um but what i like about this version is uh, freddie's taking the picture with the open window and jack raises her arms to make a better shot <laughs> I just thought he's, he's directing in this circumstance. I, I just like that little piece. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They
0: really want to set this trap. Yes. They get, uh, and they of get, course, the,
1: that gets a man horribly mutilated.
0: Yes. That uh, just totally goes awry as it does go awry in every version, but it doesn't go awry with Chilton involved, uh, whose protection is shot through the head and um, he's stolen off into the night and glued to a wheelchair, which I always find just uh not fun. It's just a, oh Jesus Christ, what an image, what what an idea to plant into my head. Um, and there's some discussion between Chilton, who's really out of his depth and never makes any inroads with Francis in terms of here's a guy who is talked to very mentally unstable people and finds no purchase with any of yeah, his he's, tools. he's
1: terrible he's terrible at his job i don't know how really? i don't know how he how he became in charge of the hospital at one point because he he's he is absolutely the most ineffectual psychiatrist i've ever encountered in my entire
0: life he has failed all the way up uh and then out of a job and into a cushier situation which he is a published author of a bestseller so i maybe even several at this point, um, but their convo is interrupted by Reba and um, he's the Chilton's told, don't say anything or I'll kill her. And miraculously he doesn't, but this is when, you know, Francis says, listen, you, you can't be here. I got things going on. <laughs> Look, this is a bad relationship i I got i got Um, a
1: panty on my head
0: (laughs) and as 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 good as the sex was uh and my when i came in my pants uh this is not uh, uh i'm very afraid of hurting you and so she leaves and the dragon then takes over and says, "Will you tell the world about me, about my art? Will you rate and review me on Apple Podcasts to help me be seen and heard by more people? <laughs>
1: will you like it? Will you like and subscribe?" <laughs> well, I, I do Hit lo- the I, bell
0: to get more.
1: I, I do love this. Uh, I do love the sequence, and I mentioned this in the last episode because it, it it takes a little from every column A and column B of every adaptation. Of, of, yes. of the Hannibal series where it's got a lot from the original manhunter it's got a one it's got a shot taken directly from red dragon when he's standing in front of the screen and you can see the whole yeah. tattoo but also he's doing a little Buffalo Bill thing too. Like he's, he's, yes. you know, he's definitely dropping that register a couple octaves and, and, you know, walking around with the, 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 kimono on and all. And it's like, okay, now, now we're, now we're dabbling in Buffalo Bill territory a little bit.
0: Where do you think, I mean, that is the one thing. He, he has a very different style from other versions of Francis Dollaride. Like you know the the way Tom Newman Newman dresses in Manhunter it's of a piece like you don't like obviously wherever he shops it's one place and it's fucking insane right Whereas it's all very it's
1: all very out of time like like he's yeah. like he's like you know very 70s looking shirts and and it, i mean i think he was supposed to look like he he shopped at like thrift stores
0: right <laughs> and here that tiger striped silk Uh, robe that he's wearing (laughs) seems to kind of come out of nowhere well like i said i think
1: i think it's supposed to be a little a little you know a bit of jamie gum
0: oh yeah sure no i i like it does feel part of a universe and uh, you know while the last episode was a bit slow for both of us here it was the first episode in a while where I yelled Jesus Christ twice in a row. And the first one was him biting Chilton's lips all the fucking way off.
1: Yeah, they uh they did not in, in other versions, they they sort of you know, move the camera and you just hear him screaming. It's like, nope, they yeah. hold on that shot.
0: No, they're gonna give it to you, baby, uh, on national broadcasting channel. <laughs> On NBC on a Friday fucking night. Here you go. Here's a guy's lips being bit off. And then they are mailed to Hannibal. They go through an x-ray machine and no one goes, I think there are two pieces of meat in this envelope. No one seems to say this, but it's not a bomb and it's not a knife. So I guess it comes through and Hannibal goes like, can I open this alone? And Allah is like, no, <laughs> <And> no. <laughs> he opens up the envelope and there are the two lips and you're like holy shit and then when we come back from the commercial break we learn that only one lip is left because hannibal swallowed one of them
1: so did he just do that right in front of Did he just do that right in front of a lot just like, oh, yeah. he, yes he doesn't he doesn't
0: move take one he like th- snack th- snack on it like a fruit roll-up like, it's a fucking Swedish fish. He just swallows the whole goddamn thing. And I think my question to you about that is mailed lips can't be that good, right? Yeah, I mean, I the, mean they,
1: they had to be at the at the most recent 24 hours old because they said that he, they mentioned that Chilton had disappeared the day before. So yes. I guess, like, I guess Dollarheim's overnight, overnight express that shit.
0: Well, I, there, also, there's not. Now that I, I'm thinking back to this, and I did note this at the time, but I'm thinking about it. It doesn't have a, a mail stamp on it. So maybe it was just dropped off. So it is relatively f- fresh, but it's not like Hannibal's like, I'll take any piece of human meat. Yeah,
1: I thought like, he was, I thought he was very much into the freshest ingredients.
0: Yes. So going back to the whole silence of the lambs of it, you know, he does like to bite a lip or a tongue. And so he just swallows that, and the look on his face—he's so happy.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like you know you've been eating like impossible burgers for a while and you haven't been back. You know, it's like <laughs> mm. it's like it sets out that tilt sign in your brain. You know, it's like I forgot how good this was.
0: When Jack and Will are there, and he's like strapped up in his 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 stand-up wheelchair. And he's like well listen you can get all the information from the one lip that you could have gotten from the other like come on what 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 do you want me that's to like, do did, about you, did you
1: think it? i was not going to eat this
0: <laughs> i mean this just mm, i think that's a problem with you more than me uh and so while they're having this conversation chill chilton goes flame on Oof. uh in the in the very same park that Will and Jack set up as a trap. But of course, no one else is there because they are not there. So the trap is not set. Uh, Let's just say, um, even with this, he pushes him towards a fountain so that he's put out. And somehow, the fact that he's super glued to this thing does not prevent him from getting out of the wheelchair and not drowning in the fountain. What can kill this man
1: yeah the 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 thing you have to understand folks is chilton when i when i say he ends up ahead in a fishbowl by the end of the movie, the series i don't mean that literally but <laughs> he is still alive when we yeah. when, when we last see him and no one says anything at any point about him dying and he is he's basically a, a briquette
0: yeah, if this show ever does get a season four, he would just be a talking skeleton.
1: He looks like to to, to reference another another Mister Show because I just rewatched all of Mister Show last weekend. <laughs> Remember Titanica? Remember what yeah. what he's like a twig with a head on it because yes. he threw himself into a vat of acid. Yes, that's that's basically that's basically chilton at this point. Except, except even his head his head looks like the worst part.
0: Yeah, uh, but he still has so- he still
1: he he still can think clearly. So, yeah. you know, that must mean that he's you're know, feeling a, a insane amount of pain. So right. it's just like my god, just put a pillow over this man's face.
0: Uh, seriously, like cut off the oxygen. Put him center. out of his misery. Oh, it, it there's there's nobody dies on this, this show.
1: Nobody dies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they're really put through the paces of dying. Um, and yet no one really commits to the bit. So uh Out out of this revelation, we see that Reba has been kidnapped and tied up in France's van. Uh, And Francis reveals uh, the dragon to Reba in Mama's bedroom. And that pretty much does it in terms of choosing our own death venture. No, we no. can't choose the wheelchair because he doesn't die. I, I would get not get want shot that in the head or get shot in the head. I would not want
1: that anyway. They they like no. so they, they linger on that shit. Yeah,
0: no. he's a crispy critter. That's for sure. Uh, it's that's tough, man. I don't like any part of it as much as I like to see people on fire in terms of safe stunt work. And I might note. That the sequence in which they show his face when he gets lit on fire is hauntingly beautiful. I mean, once again, Hannibal knocks it out of the park when it comes to displaying the most grotesque things in the most beautiful way possible.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you were, I think this is probably the the, the highlight episode of, of this run of this of this part of the season. Because yes. it, it feels like, you know, it, it feels like I, I see the word old Hannibal because it's only been on for three seasons. Like, like, <laughs> I, I feel like it, it, it went back to how the show originally felt. Just like yes. gruesome and nightmarish. But also, you know, weirdly poetic and beautiful at the same time.
0: And, and operatic. Yes. Right. So heightened and yet so grisly at the same time. It's just a balance that is so hard to do. Um, and... Uh, it's it's I don't know that a show has come up with that exact formula since um you know, what can you say? It's, it's a singular work, uh but that uh pretty much rounds it out. You know, Josh Hollis does our artwork uh revenge body does all of our songs. So you can go to revenge body Memphis at bandcamp.com and you can uh, hear this remix and all of the other tunes associated with the show uh, Gina, where can people see and hear more from you on these here internets?
1: I write about television and movies at the spool.net. And I am on Twitter under Gina does things.
0: Do it today. People check it out. You know where all our socials are on the Twitter. The We got the Facebook group. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. We're on Patreon. We have lots of cool special things that only exist there for you to check out. Uh, And uh, of course you can rate and review us On iTunes or the podcaster Of your podcatcher of your choice uh, So that we can be seen and heard By more people we always Appreciate it and so That just about does it but don't worry There's a next episode that's Already in your feed from us Where we're going to talk about the Finale of season 3 Of Hannibal so for myself And for Gina bye bye everybody Bye